From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 199. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's Squarespace and the Timber Twist Bullet Pencil Kickstarter. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. 199, I'm out of my mind. One more to go, baby. One more I can't to believe go. it. Yeah, it's... uh. I'm like way too busy to even function these days, but uh, 200 is right around the corner. But uh, 199 is going to be pretty awesome in its own right, I think. Yeah, we've got a big show today. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Actually, there's some, there's some stuff in here that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, there's lots of stuff here. Let's Yeah, yeah. we should probably just dig right in. You go first, I because I, I, I'm anxious about our very first topic right out the gate. So I received my sweet tooths. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd just say, like, this was the first one of my new subscription. And I just want to say this in case anybody at Field Notes is listening. Give me the option to not get more craft notebooks when my subscription renews. Please. You've actually mentioned that before. Like, please just let me check a box or something. Or just <laughs> don't do it for renewing people. I'd have to throw them away or give them away. But, but like, the people that I'm giving them away to already have stacks of them because I keep giving mm-hmm. them every time. Because I have so many field notes now, I can't keep them at home, you know? So please just let me stop getting them. But anyway, quick aside, this is a great, great addition for reasons that are completely different to what we would usually love a field notes edition for. It's very different. Um, It has a great look. I love the foil stamping. Um, And I'm really pleased that they chose... Like the same colors as the paper because it just looks different. Like the easy option would have been to be like gold stamp on everything, mm. right? But mm. they chose like red, blue, and yellow. And I like that. I think that's a real nice touch. Uh, the paper is super thick and excellent. Uh, everything, Obviously, I've tried everything with it and I can't get anything to bleed through it. Um, this is really great paper. And the perforation makes it something completely different. Like, I'm not going to use these like regular field notes. I'm going to use these for other things. So I already used one or two to leave some notes in the house. Hmm. It's yeah. kind of perfect for that, right? Yeah, in lieu of a, a post-it, for example. Do you know what I'm, it made me wish that they would do one day? Is like <laughs> a field notes with a little bit of adhesive on the other side of yeah. them or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be real, that'd be nice. Nice, just that feels like it'd be super difficult to do, but yeah, I really oh, yeah. like these. I mean, look, one thing I don't like is that they just don't stay closed. Yeah, right? mine's sitting on my desk, like flipped open. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you could do about that. Like, so um, it's not a criticism because, like, the paper's so thick, and I'm sure the perforations don't help. Um, but I love the black staples though. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a real fine addition, as I say, for. For reasons that are completely different, I don't know how highly this would rank in my top list because it's like mm-hmm. so different to what I use field notes for. But I think this is a, another really great gift edition as well. Maybe for people that don't usually use this sort of stuff. Adina saw them and she really liked them, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't have extras for her this time because I didn't buy extras. Yeah, so all I, mine, baby. I, I'm I'm pretty much with you. I mean, I, I think it's good looking. I, I agree both on the foil and on the perf. The perf is really, really great. It's strong and, and rips straight out. Um, I'm just not going to use it, the addition. I mean, I opened the, the three pack, used the one I test with, gave the other two the, to the kids that are running around the house with them, you know, making notes and things like that. So that's cool. But I mean, I'm never going to reach for this, this notebook to use it for anything. So, I mean, I don't. 
Yeah, I wouldn't go that harsh. I, I would, as I said, I would use it for different things to what I would mm-hmm. usually use a, a notebook for or a field notes yeah. notebook for. Sure. No, and I think a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of people are in, you know, I, I think the perf is a, is a great call and I, and I like it. The paper is really good. Yeah, if they um, just did the colors, it would have been a mistake. Yes. Like if the paper was just red, red, yellow, and blue, I, I don't think it would have been as good an addition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been. But it's adding basic. the perforation gives you a reason to have the paper be the way that it is. Right, right. And, um, you know, it, it's good. But, you know, I want to go back to your first point about the um, the subscription. I think I'm at the point now where I'm just going to turn off my subscription. This was my first, this was my reboot subscription too. Um, and there's no, I, the quantities have gotten so high and the perks are... I mean, nothing that really I need, you know, whether I get extra buttons or stickers or whatever the, um, they're doing at this particular time to where I can just order them from Field Notes when they launch them, you know, order my two packs to two packs. And if for some reason there's a spectacular one order, you know, three or something like that and, um, you know, skip the extra craft, um, skip any extra goodies like this time was candy. I mean, you know, I like getting that, though. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, but I'm going to keep my subscription just so I don't have to go through the ordering process. Because I'm always going to want at least one set. I'm always going to want that. Um, yeah. Even the even the ones that I know I'm never going to use, I still want them because I have a slight collector's mentality about this now. You sure. know, I'm not digging through and trying to get old ones. I have all of the old ones that I want. I went, I've been through that process, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to fight or like I'm not I don't want to have to worry that I'm not going to get them I just want to have them sent to me um so you know that that I'm yeah. going to keep doing that but as I, I wish I wish wished I didn't get those perks I mean I'm sure some people really love them so I don't think they should get rid of them like the extra no. craft but well, I, I, I would I, like to say don't send me the craft yeah I do like you do I give those away especially mm-hmm. to people who have no um you know no you know they're not in this realm at all. You like mm-hmm. someone who's re- like, you know, my in-laws or, you know, yeah. someone, yeah. you know, where they can have it and think it's, you know, kind of cool to have around the house or something like that. But yeah, there we go. So yeah, uh, thumbs up, Sweet Tooth. I, I think they're mm-hmm. still available. Let me go. Oh, I'm sure they are. They, I mean, they'll be available. If they're not available in Field Notes, they're available at all the retailers. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're not sold out yet. They're not sold out yet, so you can still go and get them. I recommend them. I think they're a nice. What is this? What is this edition count? Did they run this one lower than the the previous one? Uh, no, I, I higher. That. I can... Higher. Hmm. Yeah, they went with thirty thousand on this edition. Interesting. Interesting. I can't well, work I... that out anymore. The edition numbers are changing so rapidly. Well, just multiply it by three. Ninety thousand. No, no, no. Books. I mean, like, why they're changing. So it went, like, 40,000 for Shenandoah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they do something with Shenandoah where they had to make their own of something? Uh, I don't think with that one. Okay. No, because that one just had, like, a thicker cover. Uh, that, that edition's great. I mean, that edition blows this one out of the water to me. But, you know, how I'm particular about those things. Yeah. I actually bought extra Shenandoahs, and I hadn't bought extras in a while. Oh, no, with the Shenandoah, they had to get duplex paper specially made for the covers. Okay, so the cover was special, but it was also specially made. So, yeah, maybe yeah. that was a quantity thing. Yeah, I, I expect that was a quantity thing, but they're all sold gotcha. out, 40,000 of them. Yeah, but that and that's, they probably knew 
that I, I would assume that they knew they didn't need to run as many of the sweet tooth, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they're yeah. business people. They understand. 30,000 still really high standard edition. Yeah. No, that's a huge, yeah. huge number. And that's probably, you know, again, because of the perforation and stuff like that, like run more because it costs more to make. Yes. Right. Yeah. Manages the cost. Yep. You know, I, I talked about field notes a lot recently with my new buddy, Kevin Rose. Uh, yeah. I, I listened to this this morning. Uh, all right. So you can keep trying to do this to me. The jealousy is real, uh, but I got over it real quick. <laughs> once i started listening because it was awesome so i listened to this this morning i wanted to listen to it before the show so this was the interview that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago uh where brad was a part of kevin rose's uh podcast um i'll put a link to to the blog post that you wrote uh about this so people can go and check it out for themselves it was fantastic um, I really loved the episode. I think that you did a good job. You're al- it's almost like you're a professional at this stuff. <laughs> Sounded like you really knew what you were talking about. Um, I could hear the nerves, can, though, in you. Got to yeah, say, I, I heard well. them. Oh, I can talk fast. When I start talking that fast, it's like, woo. Yeah, but it was you were doing a... You did a great job, though, naturally. Thank you. And uh, the, it was fun. I loved some of the stuff, like... One of Kevin's first questions is, is there more than a moleskin? And then I like that you went with moleskin, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. come on, boy. I know what nah. I'm talking about. <laughs> moleskin's allowed. That's one of the first things we did way back in the day was the moleskin pronunciation. And that's what just yeah. stuck with me. But like, I can't say Signo. I say Sino. I had this conversation recently um, at home uh, because I can't remember how this came up. But we got into a conversation in my family about how it's pronounced, to which I kind of said, the the actual official line is, there is no official Mm. pronunciation for this. Like, this is just how they do it. They don't have a real pronunciation. So that actually makes me happy that they publicly say that. I mean, that's their stance on it. Yeah, I think that works. It's just like, let people just call it what they want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the episode was real good. I enjoyed it a lot. I I loved that Kevin Rose was clearly very interested. Um mm-hmm. and he was asking you really great questions as well, you know? He was awesome. Like I didn't know what to expect. Like what will he know? But he was like fully prepared for this, had great questions. Um we recorded for like fifty minutes and uh-huh. he edited it down to like the twenty two that we used. So we talked for a long while. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. And and we actually talked a lot about pens and he uh he took most of that stuff out because he wanted to keep it shorter um in the end, but you know, maybe we'll approach that uh again in a few months on the pen side of things. Yeah, and I also really liked that he was, you know, thought originally it would be a nice 10 minute segment. <laughs> it was like, boy, we got 199 exactly. episodes sitting over here. You can go along on this stuff. Yeah, we clearly have a problem. And uh I have to say right at the very end and he said he was gonna gonna listen to the show. Uh, mm. My brain exploded a little bit. Nah, <laughs> dude, I gotta say, I said before, a guy's a hero of mine, which makes all yes. of this more embarrassing in case he is listening now, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. gonna make my next part even worse because this is something that I've been keeping in my back pocket mm-hmm. for the last few weeks. Um, and I have a secret. 
Oh, I'm a, uh, so you guys who aren't privy to our show document, there's it's a great document. We have great notes and organizations to plan out the show. Then Mike has a little section here that says, Brad, don't click this. And I haven't clicked it yet. I, I stay true to my word. We, we, we do that to each other. Don't look at this before the show or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm anxious to see what this is all about. All right. So I'm putting a link in the show notes to an episode of Dignation on the 29th of June, 2006. Wow. Every week uh, on the show, they used to do a uh, listener write-in type thing for their T-shirts. So it was a really smart way to sell T-shirts. People would buy T-shirts, take pictures of themselves with a Dignation T-shirt on, and send in an email. And at the end of every episode, they would say, oh, who is our T-shirt person or they'd say winner which is always like an like a joke of the show because you weren't winning anything um and if you click on that link go to the video at 38 minutes there's two subsequent links in the show notes there's one which shows my email to them and the second one which i think you've clicked now before i was going to tell you to is the picture of me uh what uh nearly 10 years ago oh my god my dignation shirt which is shown in the video and it's quite funny to l- go back and listen because you get to hear uh, you get to hear Kevin and Alex laugh about my name and oh my uh, God. and such with the mic with the Y. We're gonna have to end the show here because it's not gonna get any better. Plus, I keep dying and I'm coughing, and it's it's amazing. This is great. I this is awesome. This is the kind of stuff that you should remember. It's really great. I mean, it's embarrassing as I'll get out now, but it's still awesome at the same time, right? Yeah, I have been uh, I've been looking for this for weeks because I knew <laughs> you knew it was out there. I knew it was out there, and I knew I remembered what the setup of the episode looked like. You know, because it was a video show, right? And I remembered it was Kevin and Alex sitting in a blue room. So I've had to check a bunch of episodes, and I found it this morning, <laughs> and I was so happy that I found it because I've been looking for this. Because this kind of means something to me now. Um, Dignation yeah. was the first podcast i ever watched and uh now i do this for a living and i'm really happy that i did this because now i am in that episode right like Mm -hmm. it kind of i don't know like it ties it all up yeah and and when you say kevin's one of your heroes i mean this isn't hyperbole i mean this is like you know you knew at a younger age, I mean, you're still a young guy, but you know, you, you knew when you started podcasting that you, there was a guy you looked up to mm-hmm. and that was doing things that you enjoyed and you respected and liked what he did. And, you know, he has obviously blown up into huge, great things. And now look at you blowing up into huge, great things too. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see all this kind of tie together. I like it. Yeah. So that's real. It's real funny to me that it exists and it shows that I have very little shame in these things that I'm willing to put it out into the world. <laughs> yeah, you're sending uh, people in the chat room to their inhalers because they're uh, coughing so hard. So this is this is pretty amazing. So that'll be in the show notes for people to go and check out. I encourage you to go and uh, watch, actually watch it and listen to what they had to say because it was quite funny. So yeah, you'll get to see... Uh, Do you want, me to send, you want me to send Kevin links to those uh, pictures? Maybe he's listening now and has found it. You can feel free to send them to That'd him be if, funny. You, if you wish. That would be funny. To your buddy. Cool. Well, maybe he'll see. Maybe we'll see if he listens. We'll 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 see how that goes. Yeah, I can I can just live my horror. Nah, it's good. I mean, no, it's I'm I'm, I'm, we, we I'm, I'm very have, happy. 
we but, all have this stuff in our history that's for sure at the end of the day if i didn't want people to see this i just wouldn't have put it in there <laughs> yeah right? def- this is one of those things no one would have known unless you brought it out there so no. it's it's cool that you did and you can laugh about it now um, nobody has ever mentioned this to me no one's ever found it on their own you know this show is 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 old now right like it's 10 mm-hmm. years old at this yeah, point exactly so you know nobody I don't, I don't think there are a lot of people going back and watching the whole run that also know who i am mm-hmm. but now it's there and i've i want I've, it's out in public now so people can go and find it if they want to amazing let's take a break i feel like we have to i set up yes. the show so we take a break now so we could calm down again <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by the Timber Twist Kickstarter campaign. The original Twist Bullet Pencil was conceived after John Fontaine started to see the work of Jay of Huckleberry Woodchuck and what uh, Jay was doing to refurbish vintage versions of the Bullet Pencil. And for, and for John, it was a love at first sight. The original Twist was launched on Kickstarter in October of 2014, was funded in early November, and started delivery by mid-December of that year. Then in 2015, they added some new colors to the lineup and continued to sell their products online and, and at a handful of retailers as well. But they have a new product. The new Timber Twist was the brainchild of, machine, of a machinist at one of John's shops who thought the tube would look cool in wood. And something that I think is really cool is that the name, the Timber, was actually conceived by a friend of the show, Andy Welfley, after a call was put out to the Erasable Group to give it a name. The Timber's body is actually three different components, an aluminium eraser end, the aluminium bullet end, and a wood sleeve, which is available in red cedar, mahogany, and walnut finishes, so that's light, medium, with a red hint, and dark wood in that order. Each wood piece is lathe sanded and friction polished, and the Timber will also work with all existing twist bullets, caps, and pocket clip systems, so if you add any additions, you can kind of mix and match them a little bit. Like the original, the Timber Twist is a rugged, modular pencil point protector for everyday carry. Each Timber Twist comes with three pencils and two erasers, and they're already cut, sharpened, and prepped, so you'll be able to uh, be ready to go straight out of the box. Now, listen up, okay? This is a special deal for you guys, and I want to make sure you're paying attention. There's just under a week left of the Kickstarter campaign, and the early bird for this campaign is already sold out. But John and Jay have a sweet hookup for listeners of this show. If you go to their Kickstarter page, link and instructions will be in the show notes, and you select the No Reward tier on their page, and you pledge either $38 for the aluminium or $40 for the brass, you'll get a timber twist at the early bird pricing. If you live outside of the US, you'll need to add $10 to each of those prices for shipping. So you just enter in the total price, $38 or $40, plus the shipping if you need it, and they will ship you out a timber twist. They'll take care of it. They just need to see the numbers, and they'll know exactly what you've done. Thank you so much to john jay and the timber twist for supporting this week's episode can i brag on these guys for a minute i would love you to so i followed huckleberry woodchuck for a while he's been a a follower of mine jay on uh, instagram and i follow him on instagram he was making these uh, handkerchiefs and he still does that i always followed but then he would kind of intersperse all these old you know like bullet pencils from like the farm you know the feed factory so you know like you know draplin talks about the americana stuff where they had these feed books and these fertilizer books and that's where it came from well you they'd also give you one of these bullet pencils to you know carry it with your book and jay would refurbish these and you know and, and resell them and it was really cool and then when john get, got involved i had no idea uh anything about john but they they collaborated on this first um the bullet twist 
it's a killer product. They did a bang up job. The all aluminum barrel of the ones that I have are great. I actually have two of them. I have a red anodized and a blue anodized um, and they look great. They fit in the, the tip, the, the bullet tip screws off. So you kind of unthread that, flip it around. That's what pulls out the um, probably little more than a third length of a pencil. In this case, they use the black wing uh, 206, which is awesome. Um, you flip that up around and then you screw the back end back into the holder of the, the bullet. Um, and you have kind of have like a full length writing instrument at that point. So, but you could just use the pencil out on the little, little short nubby end if you wanted, but I always use it by screwing it back in. So then when he came out with these wood ones, I was like, well, dang, this is like really what I want out of that product. Um, you know, it's just looks great with the wooden pencils and the different wood. What is it? Uh, it's mahogany, walnut, and I'm cedar. blanking on the third one. Cedar. So they look great. He also has in, when I backed it, I backed it a couple weeks ago. I backed it with the, uh, the brass tip. So the brass bullet, um, instead of aluminum bullet on the tip, it's uh, brass. So I backed it with the brass one. Um, it looks really cool. I'm gonna get the walnut. Um, I think for mine, the dark with the, with the brass, and you can use different pencils in these. They ship you three, like, cut off, like, ready-to-go um, black wings. And what's cool about this one, as opposed to the aluminum one, is they put the pink eraser in these, which I think looks better than the white erasers that they, that they used on the aluminum one. And the erasers weren't that awesome quality anyway. I haven't tested this one out, but it looks better, I think. And, um, you know, they knew that from the first one, that eh, the eraser's just so-and-so, so they uh, they improved it here. So... This is just a fascinating product to me. This is why shows like ours exist, I think, because like the community loves these kind of things. Like this kind of stuff doesn't happen like five and 10 years ago when there's not Kickstarter and there's not a community to share in cool products that you can't buy at a store. There's not people being innovative and creative. And what John and Jay have done here is exactly that. They've taken an old product, they've made it better, and then they've made it to the aesthetic that people like ourselves are drawn to. And when you see that happen, it just, you know, fills my heart. I mean, I love seeing this, you know, and I love supporting people who make things like this. I mean, it's a big deal to, you know, put your time and effort behind a project like this and get it out there. And they do a fantastic job. And I, I couldn't recommend this project highly enough. So go check it out. All the links and information you need will be in our show notes. Relay.fm slash panaddict slash 199. So you were obviously interviewed on Kevin Rose's podcast, but you've been all over the shop this week. I had a busy week last week. Like my schedule last week was just like book solid in, in all different times, time zones and all kinds of stuff. So I did I did two other really, really fun podcasts last week. One was something I got uh, wind of about a month ago, was asked to do by the uh, Erasable folks, um, which we know is uh, Andy, Tim, and Johnny, except it wasn't them who reached out to me. It was uh, Caroline Weaver and Caitlin and Alex from CW Pencils in New York, and they had discussed with um, the Erasable guys about doing an April Fool's edition of the Erasable podcast and doing an all-pin edition, and they oh, asked me to idea. be a guest. And I about died when she emailed me. I was like, this is like one of the most perfect things ever. Absolutely, I will do it. So we did that. We had a lot of fun. Um, so that um, 
that uh, episode is out, came out on April 1st. It was the big erasable April Fool's joke, um, which is cool. And uh, no, uh, Caitlin and and Caroline and Alex uh, will not be selling you pens in the uh, CW Pencil Enterprise store anytime soon. Um, and then I had uh, a different podcast with uh, Martin from Glasgow, um, who has been emailing me and talking to me for a while, um, you know, kind of getting feedback like on podcasts and, and doing things. And he always said, well, when I'm ready to launch mine, I want to interview you and we'll talk about things. We'll talk about pen stuff, but we'll talk about other stuff too. So uh, Martin and I just had an awesome conversation on, it's called the Play Repeat Podcast. And uh, if you haven't listened to that, I, I implore you to do so. We'll have the links in the show notes. Um, you know, we talked about pens and paper and things like that but we talked about a lot of different things we talked about life stuff and you know other things i'm into like baseball and music and have these uh interesting discussions and martin uh did an awesome job interviewing me and uh hopefully i'll be back on with him again because he's a pleasure to talk to awesome yes sir so we have um this next item so i'm not gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fess up here i've known about this since like of course. January. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I've doubt it. To keep it. I've been having to keep it secret this whole time, and I got to see images of it in L.A. because what we're talking about is the uh, Joey Feldman Vanessa Pens Retro 51. Um, so, you know, Joey lives out in L.A., so when we were out in L.A., they were finalizing some of the artwork and, you know, showing me a few things and, and going over a few things. And from that time, I was blown away with it. And that was when we we're just seeing like paper sketches and styles, you know, like I saw a print, like a large print that this came from, this design came from, and I loved it the minute I saw it. And then how they replicated it onto this pen is nothing short of stunning. I, I, they, whatever Retro's 51's doing, you know, we love them. I mean, as far as, you know, Mike and I are concerned, they can, they can do no wrong. Yep. But the, what they pulled off here is really spectacular and I'm just a huge fan of it. And it, it's an original uh, Joey Feldman piece and I love Joey's artwork style. Um, that's, that's like an aesthetic that speaks to me. So I love how it turned out. And not only that, they made it so if you buy, there's two two models. If you buy the one with the red clip, that's the higher end model. You get a print of the artwork that this was made from inside the tube. I, I don't, What do you think about this whole thing, Mike? It's a stunner. I, I've pre-ordered the red one. Uh, yeah. I think this thing is awesome. And I tell you something now, you probably might know a little bit more about this than I do, but something that I quite like is it's called Artist Artist Series, the Joe mm-hmm. Feldman. So I'm hoping there'll be more of these. Yeah, I think we all are at this point. This is just beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to get it. It's mm-hmm. like a match made in heaven type scenario, right? Yeah, so I, I ordered the red one as well, and I'm going to give that away, um, you know, someday to um, Panatic members, you know, down the line when we have, mm-hmm. you know, when it's when it's no longer available and it's kind of got that, uh, oh, it's gone cachet, you know, I, yeah. I ordered one to hold to, to give away because <laughs> I'm evil like that. But um, I, there's no way I, I could turn this thing down. It's it's that cool. I really, really like it. Yeah, I can't, cannot wait to get mine. Cannot yep. wait. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon they'll be in Atlanta? That's a good question. It's on the edge. I mean, right now I'm going to say no, but if it is, I'm going to buy a black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be down to the wire. Put it that way. 
Okay. Um, and and I can't say which way it's going to go just because it's going to be that close to uh, delivery time. Cool. Well, I'm very excited yeah. to get mine. Yeah. So Lisa's Lisa's actually in the chat room. She says not sure. So that's how close it is. <laughs> yeah. If Lisa doesn't know, nobody knows. Oh wait, Lisa's here. Can we rewind? Uh, this thing is terrible. Um, you know, boo. Lisa, you know, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Lisa. Um, but yeah, and um, so it's it's in progress to be at the Atlanta Pin Show. I sh- I know I sure as heck know that Lisa wants them there. So. Um, I know she's doing everything they can and, and Joey's doing everything they can to, to get them out. So Joey's signing all the inserts right now. So that's, what's <laughs> cool about the, this whole thing. <laughs> He's going to get hand cramp. I uh, know. I know. Talking about badass looking pens. What is the Mont Blanc heritage Rouge et Noir? So you asked me what it is. I, the easy answer is I don't know because I didn't really know about this until about the past week or so, even though this was the, one of the images that got Jonathan Dean's all been out of shape over at FPN when they took down um, some of the early release images that Mont Blanc asked them to take down these images. You remember this conversation we had about mm-hmm. them. This was one of those pins, and I had never seen the images. I didn't go looking for them or anything before that. Um, but I started getting, now that they're properly released and the embargoes lifted and their pens are starting to show up in the Montblanc boutiques and catalogs and things like that, and people are actually getting them in their hands, I started getting images of these and my jaw dropped. I, it, it's unbelievable, this pen. You know, we, we kind of uh, fawned over the, uh, the Mark Newson one when it came out, and it's still like a really good looking pen. This is a very traditional Montblanc. The Newson one wasn't. Well, except for one detail, but yes, carry on. Yeah, no, but this is this pen was designed after his after a historical shape and design that they used. Um, the Rouge et Noir has been around since like the early 1900s was when it first came out, and they started. They started. It has this. Uh, I guess you're talking about the uh, the serpent clip. Yeah. Yeah, so the Serpent Clip's also a historical Mont Blanc. Oh, um, sure, it's but it's not normal looking, right? It's not It's not your normal Mont Blanc 149 that you see with the standard gold trim, black barrel, and white snow on the end. That's the traditional one. But this is an historical, historically based Mont Blanc. Um, it's even got it like one of their historic logos on the barrel cap, etched into the barrel cap, which is a beauty. Um. I'm all about this pen. This is going to be my first Mont Blanc. I've already, I haven't put the money down, but I've asked one to be held for me. Um, and if anyone's looking for these pens, I, I talked to Anderson pens. They're a Mont Blanc dealer. Um, so hit them up, see what they're, when they're going to get them in. Um, I know they're going to hold one for me and this is going to be my first Mont Blanc. Which one did I buy? Michael Hurley. The black one. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, you it's bought the, the orange one. Nope. I really? Didn't. I didn't. Really? I was joking. No. Huh. Okay. <laughs> what? That's, that seems to be what I get. So the first tweet I got was, hey, the new Rouge et Noir is out. Which one are you getting, the orange or the black? And when I looked at them, honestly, it's not close. The black is way better looking. Orange for the me orange, all day, man. Orange all day. It's, the orange is really cool, but I love the orange, um, the orange cap, the orange finial on the black one. Um, so it was, uh, it actually was a pretty easy choice to be honest. Cause the orange mm-hmm. is, it's more of a coral than a straight up orange. If it was straight up orange with like some black features on it, I would definitely go that route. But I just love how that 
coral pops on the finial and the snow cap of the black that I thought it just even set it off a little bit more. No, so I'm all about orange. I'm not going to... Well, I want one of these. I don't think I'm going to lay the $780 down to get one. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe if I see one, it might change everything, but... Yeah, yeah. This is a real looker. Yeah, yeah. and Carrie in the in the chat room is mention, mentioning that the coral is actually a limited run. But... Uh. um. You know, that doesn't change change which one I'll buy. And the the black one's actually cheaper too by like $125. I think six seventy-five for black, eight hundred. This is US dollars for uh, coral. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. So um yeah, so the coral has a little bit more features, but I just think I would enjoy using the black one a lot more and the features aren't aren't important enough for me to pay up for them when I would just enjoy using the black one more and maybe i'd enjoy looking at the coral one but i don't buy pins to look at right i want to buy the one that i'm gonna carry around and use and to me that's the black one that's the black one so yeah very cool if you are a uh, backer of our kickstarter campaign you will have seen something exciting come uh, your way in the past few days you've had the i don't know if it's the test or the actual run uh, of the notebooks with the pen addict logo embossing and oh my so this tripped me out it tripped jeff and i out because we knew what we were getting we knew what we, we were getting embossing of the pen addict logo for the covers on this cool like textured cover stock card stock that we're doing for the covers for the members uh for the backers notebooks mm-hmm. the way this embossing came out blew my mind i, I can't didn't believe expect how it detailed be. it is I didn't expect it to be that detailed. You see like the lines passing through little sections of the pen where you wouldn't think embossing would be able to happen. Um, so I, this was, uh, I needless to say, I'm very happy with how this turned out. Not that I thought it would turn out poorly. I thought it would turn out very well. It just happened to exceed those expectations. Um, the way it looks and they're going to be very, very cool. Um, I'm being asked if the backers notebooks will be ready for pickup in Atlanta. I hope so. I'm, (laughs) we're cutting it close. I'm hoping they're going to be ready the Wednesday before the show starts Friday. So that right now that's not in stone. That's, that's the hope and the plan. So, um, that would be super nice if they are. I'm crossing my fingers that they will be. Uh, just like uh, Lisa's, Lisa and Joey's Retro 51, it's going to be right down to the wire on theirs. I think we're going to be able to get them, though. Hope so so. Um, I haven't seen a final all-put-together version yet, um, obviously, or else I'd probably be able to pick them up. Mm-hmm. So um, once I get that, I will share that out with the backers. Um, they came out brilliantly. Could not be happier Same. with uh, how that cover came came out. It It's it's spot on in in every every which way. Cannot wait to see him. Yep. All right. What's this life hacker post? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this too much, but I had several people tweet this to me um, over the past few days, where they did uh, life hacker did a Moleskine versus Field Notes comparison, and I actually said once I read the article um, that you know what I'm really not even going to hardly go there because it's not coming from a place of like with much depth or with much experience in these products. So, and even the comparison, like their results were even like, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe you can use one for this. Maybe you can one for that. They don't really have much of an opinion, buddy. Yeah. To be honest. Um, it's not, it's not a very helpful article. Um, it's not a very in-depth article despite being really long. Um, you don't, doesn't tell you much or you can't really base a lot of decisions off of this. Um, the, the author's range of experience was very, very shallow. 
Um, so, but I wanted to mention it. It it's like for the most most beginner type of person who's getting into this, um, it might be good to just kind of get an idea of these things. But there was really kind of you know people in in our community. There's really no added value for this article for the the group as a whole. I would think. Yeah. And it's not so, a slight against this person. It's just no, not at all. For our sakes, it's kind of not really an argument worth having. Yeah, it's coming from a different place. Like honestly, and this is full self pimp. You would get a lot more out of spending twenty minutes listening to me and Kevin Rose talk about paper than you would reading this article. A hundred percent. Yeah, because you even talk about this exact thing. Right. 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 So we talk about okay, why would this paper act poorly with this pen and things like that, that this article doesn't get into, except it says that it's not good for this. It's, it's just, a, it's kind of a superficial article. It's not a fluff piece. I mean, I think they tried, they're just not coming from a place of a, of a lot of depth of experience. So it, it's, it's, you no, know, it's kind of a non-functional article for people who are listening to a podcast about pens. <laughs> Special, special crew, the special people. <laughs> yeah, we're super special. Um, this, uh, this next one though blew my mind, um, and you've probably gotten some links about this too. Yeah, and it's a it's a Kickstarter for the Golden Ratio coloring book by Rafael Araujo. Um, I don't know what to say about this other than it's stunning. It's too and, much for me, man. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's too much. In, in lots of ways, it's too much in um, trying to manage the coloring. Like the results of this coloring is pretty amazing. Like people who did these colorings based on his drawings are really talented. Uh, mine wouldn't come out that way, but I'd give it a shot. But it's it's very expensive, um, relatively speaking. So this is actually one that I'm going to hold off on as much as I like it and enjoy it. And I've almost clicked it. Um, it's basically like $40 for the coloring book to get it shipped to the U S which I don't necessarily need a $40 coloring book. Um, and if I want it later, maybe they'll reprint it later and, and sell it, you know, differently. But secondarily, like what you're getting at is, I don't know that I could actually physically color in these drawings, but yeah. it looks awesome. It looks so freaking cool. I don't think I would know where to start with it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, let me just say <laughs> it's done. 185 grand so yeah. far so more power um, it's to doing him, pretty well I'm happy for him yeah yeah but anyway i got that sent uh sent to me a bunch and i thought it's just spectacular looking on the exact opposite end of the spectrum we have something that's craptastic looking and <laughs> that's um one of the esterbrook models that went up on mass drop recently and i don't even know the model name or number of the pen and y'all know where I stand on Esterbrook. If you've listened to this uh, podcast any, any length of time, but uh, it is the M2, I think. Excuse me. This one's called the N2. M, M for mother. M, M, M2. Okay. Okay. So this M2 um, kind of tried and failed on, on mass drop and it didn't fail because it, no one bought it. It failed because it's actually a, a piece of crap. And everyone in the comment section called it out. So um, none more so than friend of the podcast, Phil Olin, who wrote a blog post called Fester Crook, the modern Esther Brook, which I love that title. Um, he does a great post. And our good old buddy, Robert Rosenberg, uh, ended up 
calling Phil? Does that for sound anyone familiar who's to not, you? Yeah, for anyone who's not <laughs> keeping track, that's the guy who now owns this company. Yeah. Yeah, so if anyone who's listened to our show, they know how many times uh, Mr. Rosenberg called me, and I'm surprised my phone hadn't started ringing since last night when that post came up. But uh, he he doesn't really do online very much, so he'll have to be told that that post is up there. But uh, he's too busy focusing on Phil right now <laughs> to deal with me again um, because just like Phil, I don't really have a, any reason to answer his phone calls if he would like to converse um, on the record any way, shape, or form. Uh, my doors are open any day, any time. Just let me know, Bob, and uh, and we'll knock it out. But uh, right now, the well, happily, we'll have you on the show. Yeah, you know, if you want to come on the show, yeah. we can we but can make won't. that happen. Oh, he I know. That's why record. I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm welcome to have him go on the record anytime, but it's his job is to to obfuscate everything that he does, including the manufacturing of these pens. These M2s, there's a very high likelihood these cost about two or three dollars to make in China, and he's trying to pass them off as a fifty dollar revamped Esterbrook, and it's embarrassing, and he should be embarrassed. And he should close up shop or he should do things right. And um, he's just a horrible businessman and a horrible person. And this whole thing's it's really a joke. So at this point, and unfortunately, Bob is not in on the joke uh, because he is actually the actual joke. And uh, he can't seem to grasp that and deal with it in a proper manner. So, you know what? That's on him. I love you. <laughs> hey, hey, back off. I proposed to Phil in his comment section. I last just month, saw so. that. I just saw that. <laughs> you know, somebody else to watch out for now. Mm hmm. His, his wife, uh, Phil's wife, came on it and admonished me in Slack last night. So Phil's taken. There you go. Today's show is also brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store start building your own website today at squarespace.com use the offer code inc at checkout and you'll get 10 percent off your first purchase with easy to use tools and templates squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because if it's worth the effort it's worth sharing with the world squarespace will let you build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level no coding required they have state-of-the-art technology to help power your site to ensure security and stability and to give you all of the tools that you need to make your site look and feel exactly how you want this is why they are trusted by millions of people around the world your site's going to look great on all sizes of device they have great functionality like their cover page and their commerce platform to allow you to build great single page websites and to put stores on your site as well they have 24 7 support they have a dev platform so you can dig into the code and tinker with your squarespace site if you do know the code but you don't need to know it you don't need any coding experience to use squarespace you'll get a free domain name if you sign up for a year and their plans start at just eight dollars a month. If you sign up for a free trial today, you don't need any credit card to do that. You'll be able to tinker around and play around straight away by going to squarespace.com. Then when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INC. That's going to get you 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Obviously, if you sign up for a year, you're going to get the biggest discount there. Bear that in mind. Thank you so much for Squarespace for their support of the Pan Attic Podcast and Relay FM. Man, Squarespace, they have been a supporter of ours from probably like episode 20. So yeah. thank you, Squarespace. 
yeah, they're wonderful. They're wonderful to us. Um, they're a wonderful platform to use. I obviously use them. I run commerce off of them for both Pin Addict and Knock and blogs, and they, they just they make my life easy. I have so many things to worry about, and that's not one of those things is what you know, what blog platform updates do I need to push today and what security things do I need to fix today? You don't have to do any of that with Squarespace. So they, uh, they take all that off my plate, which is what I need. So next week we will be in each other's arms. I mean, I'll be in Atlanta. <laughs> um, and I've, We are sharing a room. We are sharing a room and there'll be hugs like last time. <laughs> um, yes. So I wanted to know uh, what is on your shopping list for the pen show? So I, I refer to our show notes a lot and, you know, it's a living document that Mike and I share and Mike put this in there. And I thought this was a great idea. What's on your shopping list? Because we usually talk about that. You know, what are we looking for at the show? And when mine was still blank this morning, right before we recorded, Mike started quizzing me. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? You don't have anything on your shopping list for the Atlanta Pin Show. And I'm like, we're going to need to talk about that. So here's the thing. I'm buying that Mont Blanc. And that's like the entire budget for the Atlanta Pen Show. And oh, it's going to no. be like at the exact same time. You're buying it at the show or no? Well, no, it's just, it's coming like now. Okay, like good. Within, oh. Like within the next week or two, it's going to be ready for purchase. Like I haven't paid for it yet okay. because it hasn't arrived, but it's basically in route to Anderson. Basically, my, they, my horror here is I'm scared you're going to have it at the show and what that might do to me. There is a high probability, uh, again, uh, that this might be my show purchase uh, because no. I might be able to get it then. No, no. I don't know for sure yet. You know, I really again. hope this isn't a pro gear <laughs> scenario because the pro gear was like a third of this price. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know when they leave for the show, but they probably leave like, they'll probably leave Wednesday. I don't know if they'll leave Thursday. It's because it's probably more than a one day drive for them. So if it shows up, I'm, I guess they bring them to the show. I didn't talk specifically about it, but that time frame for me purchasing that pin is going to be like right around that time. So that's my Atlanta shopping list for the most part. So unless you sell lots of cases, this (laughs) this might be all you buy. Well, no, not even that. It's just what am I looking for these days to add to collect to the collection? What do I need? Uh, or want to that I've seen differently to write with. Um, I'm always interested to see what Franklin Kristoff has on offer there. They always bring um, some new, some new, um, new things that they've been working on. Some prototypes. I like to get in there and uh, see what kind of cool stuff they have. Um, I definitely want to see if you know Lisa's bringing any like inks from Bung Box that I don't have things like that um as much as i talked to lisa i don't know what her current bung box uh ink inventory is like to i don't have anything held um i have been working on something on the back end that i kind of need to remind another vendor about that they're supposed to bring to me and sell to me but i'm not going to spoil that because it very well might not happen that's the number one thing on my shopping list above and beyond the mont blanc and if they both if i'm able to get it we can just do a whole show on it because it'll be that awesome. So I'm, I'm going to leave that out there. Huh. I'm going to leave that hanging out there because it's a really, really, it's, it's one of the most Brad pens on the market and it's not currently on the market. It's an old, it's an older pen. Um, what are you up it to? probably wouldn't take, it probably would no, it probably wouldn't take people very many attempts to guess at it. Okay. But, um, 
I don't know. I haven't checked in with them in the past few weeks to see if it's still available and if they will bring it to me and allow me to purchase it from them. So we'll see. I, I will let you know, but that will be, those are the things I, I'm looking for at the show. I have a small list. So basically uh, what I learned from the last show is I'm going to buy things that are completely new to me. That that was what I noticed last time that I didn't really mm-hmm. know uh, having not gone to a, a pen show of this scale before. Um, so I have a very short list of stuff that uh, I really want. Uh, and then everything else, I'm, I'm going to set aside a budget, which I've not worked out yet, that I'll be bringing with me. Um, mm-hmm. the things that I'll be able to buy when I'm when I'm there. Um, one of the things that I'm I'm looking for is an ink, which is a, a rare thing for me to do to add an ink to my collection. So I don't really use a lot, but we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. The Ackerman number twenty eight, Hofkratia grown. I don't even know how to say yeah. this. It will be in the show notes. It's a beautiful green. Um, that's a must. That's a must have. So I, I'm, that is an awesome ink. Good good choice there. So I've not really added as i say i don't really add a lot of inks to my collection but this one was like wow okay i want this uh i I don't that ink is something else i don't remember how it came up um but i know that Uh, me and you were talking about it when aziz when we had aziz on she was raving about it right okay that must and it's what it's one i'd already owned and reviewed but you know the way she does ink reviews just really sets things off and um you know she that's when we really got got deep on the 28 and um that that's probably what pushed you over the edge yeah that that makes a lot of sense so that's Mm -hmm. what i'm gonna look for um i'm trying to find a good link for that for the show notes and i'm struggling okay well, I'll, I'll get you one afterward. She's Thank she's you. got one on her page. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. Uh, oh, I found it at Van S. So there you go. That, perfect. That would be perfect. Because that's so. yeah. What a, they, what a they, fantastic. They should color. have that there unless they're sold out. I doubt they are. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. That's what I was mm-hmm. hoping. Um, the other is a pen or one of two pens that I have had on my list for two years. And I made the decision that I was going to try and acquire one of these this year uh, when I hung out with Mr. Thomas Hall in um, uh, at Release Notes, the Release Notes conference, when we spent some mm-hmm. time together. And it's mm. it's a Pilot Mayu or a Pilot Murex. Okay. Um, yeah. I love these pens. And me and you have spoken about them in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I just need one. I think they're... Some of the most beautiful pens that I've ever seen, uh, and there's just some basically some slight design differences between the two of them. Um, I think I'm more keen on the Murex, mm-hmm. but and you know they have their own thing. Like so, like what I like about the Mayu is it Mayu or is it MYU? Do you know? I, I call it the Mayu. So we'll so say I, the Mayu I, for now. I, I won't profess to know the correct pronunciation. What I like about the Mayu is that it's just it's just all nib, right? it just yeah then it just all it's the whole like pen fully integrated in. yeah yep but what i, I, I like the isn't. overall murex design more i don't like the way that the clip looks on the mayu for example right. so i want to go there i want to take a look at these um if there are any i'm expecting i might be able to get one um i'm just it would be one of those cases of just looking around and seeing what people have so i'll be spending some time on the kind of the vintage tables uh, and seeing what I can come away with. I'm sure I will be uh, having my hand held by Mr. Hall um, mm-hmm. when going to look around for these. Uh, yeah, is Dudek coming? He is not. Okay, because I know that he went down this uh, route <laughs> a while back too. 
Yeah, so you're going to have a hard time finding uh, Mew or Murex at the Atlanta Pin Show. It's not going to be impossible, but your options will be slim if you do find them. Yeah. So, you know, you just want to make sure you want to use them and, and test them out and make sure they're in good shape. And, you know, like Thomas can can take a look at that. Like I didn't expect to find a pin I bought last year, which was a, was the old stainless steel black stripe exactly. um, pilot, um, you know, the, that was made around the same time yep. as the Murex and Mew. Like you don't expect to find those things at the Atlanta Pin Show. But the moment I saw it, I, my money was out because th- there's not going to be another one in there. Yeah. So that's my thing is I'm not thinking I'm going to find one. But if I do find one, I will buy it. Yep. Right. No, that, that's my thinking. It's like because uh, I don't usually go looking for them. I don't troll eBay for them uh, because this is the type of thing that I think I would only buy if I could see it before I bought it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you. I prefer the Murex over the Mew um, by a pretty good margin. Although I, I would like to add a uh, Mew to the collection one day. Yeah. I mean, look, I prefer the Murex, but basically what I'm saying is if I see any of them, yeah. I'm getting one of them. You're gonna pay. You'll probably pay more for the Mew too. I think they, yeah. and especially if you can find an M90, that would be pretty cool. That's the the um, revamped version that they did a limited edition of about four or five years ago. It's the same shape size as the original, but uh, a newer model. But you'll pay a, a pretty good premium for those, like three four hundred dollars. Yeah, I would get one of those, and I would pay that amount of money. Yeah, I just want one of this style of pen. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And I actually prefer the look of the M90. I'd forgotten about this to the Mayu. So mm-hmm. I would prefer to find one of these. So we'll see I'll see if I can come across anything. If you're going to be at the show and you see one, you got to let me know. <laughs> After don't, you buy it and say, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, well, they got, yeah don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> if, or basically, if you want to turn a quick buck at the pen show, <laughs> find one, sell it to me. Yeah. Um, but there's one there's one thing that's maybe going to be one of the rarest items of the pension. Yeah. What is that? So we have commissioned um, our good friend Joey Feldman. He wasn't here in the chat room a minute ago um, to do a show poster for the Panatic Live episode 200. And not only did it turn out awesome, we, we worked with Joey to get some prints made to give away. Uh-huh. Um, some signed limited edition prints of our show poster, which I explained to Joey what I wanted over email, and he delivered one hundred percent exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like he knew from what I was talking about and some things I showed him, um, like what the aesthetic I wanted for this. You know, I wanted to do something wild. Um, so the first thing I thought of was like an old punk gig poster and explaining to someone that an artist that over the email and them going, okay, I got it. And then delivering on that, like the first shot, it's, it's out of bounds. Joey did great work. So we're going to have, um, a few prints to give away at the show. And then we're going to have a few prints to give away to our Kickstarter backers. So this is something we did for you guys, um, and for ourselves because it's awesome. <laughs> you know, I want to, we should, some. uh, we should sign them with one of the Panhattic orange Sharpies. Yeah. So Joey actually made space around each of our photos to have rooms for signatures and Joey's going to sign them as well. And they're stamped with the, with Joey's seal. So these are like official, like prints like this is legit good stuff and uh we're gonna give some of those away and i'm really really excited about it i have been uh mesmerized by the drawing he did of me (laughs) because it's i can't explain it but 
he's captured me. Right. I I don't know how he does it, yeah. but he does I, it. I uh, and I love I just absolutely adore the way that he's drawn my beard. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think sometimes it does look like that. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's an just an incredible job, absolutely incredible, and I can't wait to frame one of these bad boys and put it on my on my wall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is like a Sex Pistols poster, and the, I yep. guess the joke of the mule is because, as you can see, the 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 party, the after party that this is the poster of, is sponsored by Monte Grappa with their mule pen. Yeah, this is gonna be great. Um, uh, Brian has been a huge supporter of the pen addict and of the community and of and of other blogs and he's he's a big fan of of fountain pen day and he's a big fan of pen habit and he's been super supportive um as a company he works for kinder industries who's the distributor of monte grappa and he just wants to be involved in this community and he's willing to put his money where his mouth is and they're sponsoring this party and i couldn't thank him enough for uh for being involved so um that's where the 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 Brad and the mule came up with that was uh me and Brian coming up with the name. We said, okay, let's have fun with it. Let's come up with a name. So once we did that, I went back to Brian. I said, you know, if we're going to do this kind of wild, um, I've got an idea for a poster. So I explained it to him and Brian's like, yeah, man, do whatever you want. So that this is what we came up with. And, um, it, it's killer. Every time I open this thing, I laugh huh. just in a good way. Cause it's so cool. It's just freaking cool. I'm looking forward to, uh, some tasty mules after the, yes. the show hey he hooked us up in in la mm-hmm. and they were they were legit good that's why they i'm were, you know, excited about it yeah yep so hey one more thing i on my um on my shopping list i'm doing a bunch of pre-shopping apparently because i forgot i'm getting another pen delivered to me while i'm there Our <laughs> yeah uh, a good friend good friend of the show and uh, of of the of the blog mr jonathan brooks from uh, carolina pen company who will be at the show he's making me a pen so um we we will uh, we'll go over all that fun um in the next episode if you will so hopefully that one's going to be ready for the show because he's having to make it but it looks like that's on on track too so we're cutting it close with everything but uh yeah i think all my show is show money's being sprint spent uh before the show and being delivered at the show so that counts, right? Yep. That counts. <laughs> That'll do for me. All right. Let's take our last break from another great supporter of the show um, and uh, of a company that we're going to be getting faces full of uh, in about a week's time. This week's That's episode right. is brought to you by Harry's. Have you ever asked yourself when you're in the drugstore, why are razors the only product that are locked behind plexiglass cases? And when you stop to think about it, it's because they're so overpriced that people are maybe more likely to steal them than other things in the store. People have been used to, for far too long, paying too high for razor blades, and this is why Harry's exists. They sell high-quality blades that provide a close, comfortable shave for half of the price that you're used to. They make their own blades, German-engineered five-blade cartridges that are going to give you a close, comfortable shave without cuts or razor burn. Harry's believe in the quality of their blades so much that they guarantee that quality, and you will get a full refund if you're not happy. Over 1 million people have switched to Harry's. You should be one of them. Harry's razors offer a high-quality shave at half the price of what you're going to find in the stuff locked behind those plexiglass cases, and this means that on average, an everyday shaver will save $150 a year on blades when they switch to Harry's, and you won't have to fight with uh, the drugstores to get them out of the actual boxes and through the checkout. Because 
you'll be buying at Harry's. And Harry's does all of their sales online. You'll find what you need and be checked out within 30 seconds and they'll be shipped to your door for free. Their starter set is a great deal. It's called the Truman. And for just $15, you'll get a razor, moisturizing shave cream and three razor blades. It's time to stop overpaying for a great shave. Go to harrys.com right now and you'll get $5 off if you use the coupon code PENADDICT with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Use the code PENADDICT at checkout for a special $5 off. Thank you so much to Harry's for their continued support of this show at Relay FM. So can I give a top secret pro tip about Harry's? Always. I just learned, I learned this myself about one or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um. If you go to their shave plans, so I, I needed to order um, the shave cream that I like. So I was going to reorder and I needed some blades too. So I just normally go online, place my order, they ship it. Then I they had the link to their shave plans on there. If you click start for free on their shave plan, you can get a razor handle, a blade, a small thing of the shave lotion, the foaming gel, um, and like the little travel holder for the cost of shipping. So I paid like $3 and I got a new handle, a new blade and all this stuff. And then I'm going to get the, the cream and blades that I went to order in the first place on my next order. It's, it's practically, it's literally free. Um, and I got one of the new hand, they sent me one of the new handles too, with my order. I got the, uh, they're kind of rubberized instead of the, the smooth hard plastic. Um, it's really nice, but I, literally $3, there's no reason to not go sign up with Harry's today. It, I'm still kind of can't talk about it because I don't understand how cheap it actually was for such a good product, but um, it's it's legitimately there. I went in and I paid them $3 and I got this whole package full of shaving goods. And then uh, my subscription is going to start after that. It's amazing. Hashtag pro tip. Yeah. I'll figure figure that out on my own when I was going to buy more Harry's goods. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty clever over there. Yep. Got some Ask TPA to round out this week's episode. First off comes from Carl. What do you think about the Tekka custom inks? I think it's a pretty good idea. We're going to see if they can deliver. So what, what is Tekka this? does, so what they do is they basically take a hex code of whatever color you want and they can match that into an ink. That seems so almost he, impossible. <laughs> they can do it and put a, we'll put a link into the show notes of Matt Armstrong's review of the first two Techers that he got um, at Pin Habit. Um, he liked them. He reviewed them. Um, I've been talking to them. And I thought I had some samples coming and then I hadn't heard from them in a while. So maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I picked out a couple of colors for them to make for me. Um, but I haven't heard anything in a while. And now that they're getting kind of out there, they're trying to ramp up production. Just, you know, it, just like we always have trouble with production at knock, you know, once you're, once you uh, get, get your name out there, you gotta be ready to deliver the product and um, they're running behind right now. So that's kind of hitting them. And I, I haven't bothered to email them. I'll figure I'll get my inks eventually. So I'm, I'm not too stressing about it. I think it's cool as long as they behave. I mean, that's, that's, I don't care how cool an ink color is. It, it better behave and it better not mess with my pens. And when you're asking some guys to make a product that could be potentially jam damaging to a product that you own, they better deliver the goods. And that's what I think we're all waiting to see. So I, I have no reason to believe that they will. When you say damaging, do you mean because you don't know what the inks might do to a pen? Right. Because you, they're, they're not a pen manufacturer, right? What is, what is their testing involve? 
Um, and you know, they've covered all this and, you know, they ensure that and, but there's no sense in rushing and to get a product that you'll be able to get once, you know, people see how this inks behave with different metals and different nibs and things like that. So, um, I think it's a very cool idea and I think it's a wait and see product. And, um, you know, as long as, uh, it delivers, um, quality, um, it, there's no reason they won't be a huge success. I think it's great. Cool. Could you get me the link for the uh, pen habit? Because I can't, I can't yes, find the the uh, review on this site. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I will get that. Thank you so much. So go check that out in the show notes as always. Um, this comes mm-hmm. from Joe. Uh, we we love old Joe. You know, you know <laughs> he's got a little baby on the way. <laughs> I'm looking for an easy to clean, deep, rich black ink with permanent properties optional. Any suggestions? So we talked about this on Twitter yesterday, and. Um, I have a hard time recommending any deep, rich black ink with permanent properties other than the Sailor Nano Black or Kiwa Guru. Uh, what the exact name is, I, I I can't think of it, but it's the Sailor Nano Black. Um, it's one of the most smoothest lubricated inks I've used, and the black is pitch black and kind of glossy. It looks really, really nice. It's very easy to clean, but... You actually have to you have to use this pen. You can't let this sit for like two weeks and not use it because it will dry up in the nib, which is not a problem. It cleans right off, but you have to use this. Um, you know, every couple of days, every two days, whatever. Um, as long as you're using this ink, it's going to be perfectly fine. Um, your other option is probably something like Noodler's Heart, Noodler's Heart of Darkness, which um, a lot of people are talking about in the chat room. Um, I just posted a link on the in the pen addict members newsletter to uh, my pen journey washed one of his field notes notebooks and a bunch of the pages were written with heart of darkness and they look like they were brand new so it, it holds up it's proven to hold up through washing so that's a good permanent property ink so those are probably your two choices cool mm-hmm. all right next question is from uh shireen it's shireen right that's the correct pronunciation yep. yes yeah yep. i remember from last time uh, i know she'll get on you i know favorite grind from mike masayama you want to go first you want me to go i'm gonna go with uh cursive italic for me that'd be my number two number one he does extra extra fine better than anyone that i've ever used um the if like a jap we used to call it the thomas hall special uh, basically taking like an, a European nib or even a Japanese nib and getting it ground to somewhere around Japanese extra fine, which is 0.2 millimeter, 0.3 millimeter. He does that better than anybody. That's my favorite nib grind by Mike. Um, he also does it on the needle point that he provides to Franken Kristoff on a steel nib. I love that nib. So his extra, extra fine grinds are my number one and then cursive italic would be number two i have several of his cursive italics he makes a crisp cursive italic so if you're not willing to write on your sweet spot and it kind of uh the pen kind of turns a little bit on you you're going to catch an edge he dry he grinds a very sharp cursive italic i personally like that especially because i use finer nibs so in that small space it's not so bad for me and um you know that that would be my number two those are the ones i get by him far and away the most Okay, Joe wrote in and said, uh, 
the clip on my Retro 51 seems to have, the tornado seems to have given up the ghost anyway to bring its spring back. Um, this might be difficult for me to try to explain, but I have done this. What you could do is try and find something, maybe like a, a, a very thin pencil or pen in a circumference, and try and stick it underneath the clip and bend the clip back round on itself. Uh, so you end up bending the clip, but it will then stay strong. It will like be stronger again. It will it will clip back to the pen. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Um, I just haven't I haven't done it before myself, so so you kind um, of distort it, right? So mm-hmm. it's at your own risk, I guess, for if you want sure. to do that. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen if the end of the pens like screw all the way off or um, to where you can pull off the clip separately and and bend it back into shape. I don't even know that because I've never had to do it. Yeah, so yeah, something to look at. But but what you're saying will work. Um, it'll be a little bit um off shape, but the uh the the tightness will return. Yeah, that's it. So you end up, you know, it doesn't look as good, but it will. If if what you need is the utility, then you're going to get that back again. Right. So that's something that I've done in the past. And Sarah has written in, "What's the best shopping day for the Atlanta Pen Show? If I can make only one day." <sighs> This I is a difficult say, question, right? It's not an easy question. It's not straightforward. Because there's at multiple all. answers to it. Yeah, I, I would say Friday, probably around noon. Um, even though there's going to be people in there earlier than that, probably between nine and ten o'clock, people will start going in. They not all vendors might not be set up by that time. Um, so Saturday's the most busy day, and everyone's there. Everyone's shopping everyone's best goods are out if i could only go one day i'd probably try to go friday afternoon to be honest yeah because you should be able to see everything without the massive crowd that'll be there on saturday most people are going to be there and you're more likely to get things that haven't sold out yet mm-hmm. you know because in theory if what you're looking for is just what's the best time to browse maybe sunday morning right because there's nobody there but everything's sold yeah. out <laughs> right right <laughs> let's be clear they won't be sold out but like if you're if two people are looking for a pirate pilot murex and there's only one, it's going to be gone Friday. It won't be there on Sunday. I'm thinking quite a lot about just Franklin Christoph for some reason. They were so right? like all that I stuff. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to put words in their mouth, and I, I don't know this to be fact, but I think they will hold some stuff back for at least Saturday. Like they'll put out stuff Friday, limited stuff, but I think they'll hold a little bit of it back for Saturday as well. I, yeah. I could be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. If Saturday is known as the busiest day, you don't want to have nothing yeah. to sell. Right. Right. So don't quote me on that. And, um, you know, but that that's kind of what I feel. But otherwise, I mean, any days, Sunday's the most comfortable shopping, shopping day. You can take your time, spend some time wandering around the show, um, spend some time talking to the vendors, fondling uh, the goods, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you just want a more relaxed day Saturday, you know, you might have to elbow in to some of the tables and you might have to wait a second to get, uh, to get in there and get the goods. Um, but you know, if there's something that's not like a new modern pen, you know, that you know is going to be around Sunday, you know, probably Friday afternoon, I would say. And what if people want to see us? <laughs> We're going to live there. Oh I don't yeah. Know, I'll, 
I'll show up Thursday night. I'll probably won't leave the hotel till like Sunday morning when I have a yep. uh, have a thing uh, over at uh, over at Knock with the Goulets. I'm gonna do a. Jeff and I are gonna take them around, give them a shop tour Sunday morning. So I bet I will be at the hotel from Thursday night all the way till Sunday morning, and then back during during show hours um, uh, all day Sunday. So can I come on we that tour? At, yeah, we will be <laughs> at the not basically. Yeah. If you want to find me. Uh, look for Brad. Uh, yeah, I'll be next to him. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll either be at the knock table, wandering around in the show, or we'll be at the Waffle House, or or we'll be at the bar. And the the best part about that is all of those things are probably within a hundred steps of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why that's why I love this show so much. Oh, yeah. It's not overly gigantic, and everything is right there. Yep, we will be uh, at the knock table. I hope you've got one of those lovely knock t-shirts for me so I can uh, make my body your billboard. Yeah, Jeff is picking them up today, so I'm anxious to see how they turn out. Um, I think we... Man, I'm so busy, I forget uh, what exactly we did on those. I think we did a little bit different design last year, or we either did the exact same thing. So how's that for helpful? Was that helpful? Perfect. That's all I need to know. (laughs) It's either the same as last year, or it's different, one of the two. Very excited. So excited to see everyone that's going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you'll be looking out for episode 200. The uh, audio of that episode will be up next weekend. We're recording on Saturday, so it'll be either up on Saturday or Sunday. Um, Sunday at the latest, so you can look out for that. Uh, we will be streaming live. We don't know of the time yet, but that will be on Saturday. But you can rest assured that we will be tweeting about it and posting about it in the Pen Addict Slack when we know the time. Um, so you can come and listen to the three of us, uh, me, Brad, and Anna, uh, live on the show. Um, and as we've mentioned before, there'll be a bunch of extra video footage along with the video that will come out uh, in the following weeks um, for our Kickstarter backers. Uh, I just want to, we will talk, we will do this again next week, but I just want to thank everyone who makes this possible for us to do this every year. Um, and I'm so excited that we'll be having our first ever RelayCon event. Uh, as part of the Pen Addict live in Atlanta. So I think that about wraps it up for this week. You believe the next time we talk will be in person, right? It's going to be pretty beautiful, my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, run into your arms in Atlanta Airport. That's right. I'll, I'll make sure to park at the International terminal, the terminal this time. Thank you. So we don't have to bus it back over. <laughs> One more thing before we go. Um, Benham in the chat room wanted me to mention the, uh, the Pen Addicts Worldwide Facebook group. So if you're out there, we'll have a link in the show notes. If you're on Facebook and want to go talk to a bunch of pen people all over the world, I, I, I was prompted many, many times to set this group up. So I have, and there's like 500 people already joined it. So um, it, it'll be out there. And, and thanks for the reminder for mentioning it. Go get involved. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to find our show notes, as, as always, head on to relay.fm slash penaddict. And this time it's slash 199. But how could you forget? If you want to find Brad online, head over to penaddict.com and knock.co. If you want to find me online, I'm on Twitter. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And uh, we'll be back next time. Thanks again to Harry's Squarespace and the Timber Twist for making this episode possible. Until then, until Atlanta, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.